1: Support for Democrats is tanking, along with a key part of President Biden's base, Hispanics, who told a new poll they are dissatisfied with the job Biden's doing. More aid for Ukraine. $40 billion, with a B, U.S. dollars, is in the pipeline for war-torn Ukraine, awaiting the president's signature, despite some Republican opposition to the cost. Ousted disinformation board director Nina Jankowicz makes some inflammatory comments on MSNBC, despite denials of pro-democratic bias. The FBI official Hillary Clinton campaign lawyer Michael Sussman met with over now debunked information tying rival Donald Trump to Russia delivers damaging testimony against Sussman. Police chokeholds. They are legal again in New York state after law enforcement groups sued to get it reinstated. Here's your top five at five. Sinking support for Joe Biden and the Democratic Party, a key group of the president's supporters. Hispanics are voicing dissatisfaction with President Biden. Only 26 percent say that they actually uh, favor what Biden is doing. And this is according to a new Quinnipiac University poll. As a matter of fact, the poll finds Biden is less popular among Hispanics than any other demographic group. It's a huge drop from 55% of Hispanics who supported Biden in the poll just last year. McAllen, Texas, is one particular hotbed where Hispanic voters are moving away from Democrats. Masarina Martinez of the Republican National Committee in Texas spoke to Fox News back in February about this rightward shift.
2: Democrats have taken the Hispanic vote for granted for so many years, have banked on Hispanics going out and voting for them. And when we began to see those numbers not shift the way that it was, they were supposed to shift for the Democrats, we saw an opportunity.
1: Approval ratings for Biden among young Americans stands at just 27 percent and among white men, 29 percent. Biden's highest approval ratings are among black Americans at 63 percent and older Americans at 45 percent approval, according to this new poll. The president has faced heavy criticism for his handling of the ongoing crisis at the U.S.-Mexico border. The poll, it says, is just days away before the Biden administration plans to lift Title 42. It's a Trump-era rule allowing border officials to quickly deport most migrants. A bill allocating $40 billion to war-torn Ukraine is on its way to the president's desk. The U.S. Senate okay, the measure 86 to 11. The no votes were strictly from Republicans who are concerned about the financial impact. There was a week-long delay in the vote after Senator Rand Paul of Kentucky dragged out the process because of worries about oversight on spending.
0: Reserving the right to object, my oath of office is to the U.S. Constitution, not to any foreign nation. And no matter how sympathetic the cause, my oath of office is to the national security of the United States of America. We cannot save Ukraine by dooming the U.S. economy.
1: The U.S. Senate also voted to confirm Bridget Bank as U.S. ambassador to Ukraine Wednesday night, shortly after the U.S. State Department said it's reopening its embassy in Ukraine's capital, of Kiev. Nina Jankowicz is speaking out a day after resigning as President Biden's choice to head his now-debunked disinformation board. She was on MSNBC with all-in host Chris Hayes. Jankowitz denied having pro-Democratic bias despite calling the New York Post reporting on Hunter Biden's laptop a Trump campaign product. Jankowitz also blasted Republicans' concerns about the teaching of critical race theory in public schools as weaponizing people's emotions. Every characterization of the board that you've heard up until now has been incorrect. Uh, and frankly, it's kind of ironic that the board itself was taken over by disinformation when it was meant to fight it. The disinformation board was heavily criticized by conservatives, libertarians, and even some liberals from the moment it was announced. Some compared it to the Ministry of Truth from George Orwell's novel, 1984. A damaging testimony Thursday against former Hillary Clinton campaign lawyer Michael Sussman. A former FBI official, James Baker, testified that he is 100% confident Sussman denied acting on behalf of any particular client when he handed over since debunked information linking Donald Trump to Russia Alpha Bank. The 57-year-old Sussman's on trial on a single count of lying to the FBI during a September 19, 2019 sit-down with Baker at FBI headquarters. Former U.S. Attorney Brett Tolman weighed in on the Durham investigation on Fox & Friends. He's there because he clearly lied. Um, regarding a very important and key fact, and that was that he was representing the Clinton campaign when he reached out to the FBI in order to try to get them to investigate allegations about Mr. Trump at the time. According to his indictment, the cybersecurity lawyer was allegedly acting on behalf of the Clinton campaign and Rodney Joffe, a tech executive and client who told him about computer data that purportedly revealed a secret back-channel between a Trump organization server and Russia's Alpha Bank. If convicted, Sussman faces five years in jail. A New York State appeals court has reinstated New York City's controversial chokehold laws. It resulted in the death of George Floyd in 2020 in Minneapolis and the 2014 death of Eric Garner on Staten Island. The New York City Council declared police use of chokeholds illegal under city law, making it a criminal misdemeanor. The banning of the chokehold infuriated the Police Benevolent Association, which represents rank-and-file police officers. PBA president is Pat Lynch. He has long opposed the ban of the chokehold law. Here he is back in 2020 when the ban was first passed.
2: If we put our hands on the criminal, you're going to jail. I'm not being dramatic. That's how bad it is. No one's read the bills.
1: The New York Post reported Lynch said the ban made it virtually impossible for police officers to safely and legally take violent criminals into custody. The PBA and 17 other police unions joined in the lawsuit to strike down the law. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Partly sunny skies today are high, seventy-four, with a twenty percent chance of a pop-up shower. Mostly cloudy overnight, the low sixty-four, still a twenty percent chance of rain. Tomorrow, fog early, then mostly sunny skies are high in the city, eighty-seven. Right now, fifty-six, cloudy skies. An NBC News investigation reveals President Biden's son Hunter allegedly raked in eleven million dollars between twenty thirteen and twenty eighteen from his controversial business dealings overseas. His father was vice president under President Obama at the time. NBC obtained a copy of the hard drive from Biden's now famous abandoned computer. His business dealings and taxes are under investigation by the Delaware attorney general. John Paul Mac Isaac, the computer shop owner who Hunter abandoned his laptops to, spoke exclusively to the 77 WABC early news last week.
0: I did a deep dive into the laptop, and what I saw was a blatant pay-for-play scheme running out of the, the vice president's office. Uh, a lot of money exchanging hands, uh, a lot of money in Kazakhstan, Romania, Ukraine, and, of course, China.
1: The NBC report also indicated Hunter spent cash at a rate of more than $200,000 a month from October 2017 through February of 2018 on things like luxury hotel rooms, payments on a Porsche, sports car, and dental work. He also made unexplained large bank withdrawals. Republicans have promised a separate investigation if they take control of Congress in the November midterms. Patrice Colors, Colors now admits to making mistakes with the $90 million in white guilt money that Black Lives Matter received following George Floyd's murder in 2020. She claims the charity was not prepared to handle the influx in cash and that mistakes made with the funds are now being weaponized against her. Colors insisted that her mistakes are mistakes anybody would make. The way that the right-wing media specifically has characterized the mistakes are truly anti-black they are about this idea that black people especially black women don't know how to manage money don't have to manage funds don't know what to do with money the former executive director has repeatedly denied claims that she took money from blm for personal matters and claims all purchases were legitimate Colors said her biggest mistake was not taking a salary from Black Lives Matter. Colors claimed she did not personally benefit from Black Lives Matter purchase of a $6 million Los Angeles mansion and a $6.3 million Toronto Arts Center. A slip up for Bush 43 has gone viral. Former President George W. during a speech Wednesday accidentally referred to Russia's attack on Ukraine as an The audience broke out in laughter when Bush blamed the mistake on his age. He's 75. Bush made the comment in a speech at his presidential center at Southern Methodist University in Dallas on Wednesday during an event examining the future of American elections. As President Bush oversaw the U.S.-led invasion of Iraq in 2003 as part of his the post 9-11 conflicts in the Middle East. While challenging times for mothers due to the shortage of baby formula, Liliana of New Jersey is a mother of an 8-month-old. She said she's had to resort to having family in Mexico send her baby formula.
0: My family's from Mexico, so they're, um, they're coming next week and they're bringing some
2: formula from Mexico. If my family didn't come, I'd be very, very worried.
1: The shortage blamed on supply chain issues and Abbott Labs' voluntary closure after four infants were sickened due to the Formula 2 died. Abbott announced on Monday that it has reached a deal with the FTA to reopen its shuttered plant. However, it could be weeks before shelves are restocked. President Biden also announced Wednesday that he has invoked the Defense Production Act to ensure manufacturers have necessary supplies for baby formula production. It also allows supplies to be flown in to the United States from outside the country. Pain at the pumps. AAA reporting this week that gas has hit record highs now above four bucks a gallon in all 50 states. An opinion piece published in the New York Post predicts that President Biden's policies will eventually lead to gas rationing and price controls. Furthermore, the article, the opinion piece pined that Biden and the Democrats seem determined to repeat every policy mistake of the 1970s. President Biden has famously blamed everything about the gas prices from President Putin and Russia to the pandemic on the rise in prices at the pumps.
0: We have consulted the start of this year. Gas was about three dollars and 30 cents a gallon. Today, it's about averaging 420, 422 is higher in many states. Nearly a dollar more in less than three months. The reason for that is because of Putin's war.
1: The article noted Biden's cancellation of the Keystone XL pipeline led to the loss of unionized jobs, said it was an insult to our largest trading partner and the first time a president has canceled a private sector project that was already under construction. Turkey's leader Erdogan flatly opposes Sweden and Finland joining NATO. However, the military alliance's top official said Thursday he was confident that the standoff would soon be resolved and that that the two Nordic nations would join soon. The leaders of Finland and Sweden met with President Biden at the White House yesterday. 77 WABC time check 515. Luke Lograno here for Justin Eloquist Sports. Thanks, Deb. Hi, everyone. Luke Lagrano
2: here with your early news sports update. The Mets were home at Citi Field for their last matchup with the St. Louis Cardinals in this four-game series. Edwin Diaz was on the mound to close out the ninth inning for the Blue and Orange. When an Eduardo Escobar fumble let St. Louis tie the game up. Into extra innings they went. And just when it seemed like all hope was lost after the Cardinals took a 6-5 lead in the top of the tenth, Pete Alonzo turn things back around have a of cracks oh. one of the best wins- Gary Cohen on the call. Mets win 7-6. to six. They'll need as many wins as they can get. It has been revealed Max Scherzer has an oblique strain and is expected to be out of action for one to two months. The Mets will head out to Colorado to start their series with the Rockies later on tonight. Over to the Bronx, it appears the Yankees are human after all. They were in Baltimore for their final game of the series against the Orioles. The American League East rivals traded the league back and forth until Anthony Santander walked it off for Baltimore in the bottom of the ninth with a three-run home run or beat the Yankees 9-6. to It's the Pinstripes' first loss in five games and only their fourth loss in the month of May. The Yanks will come back to the Bronx tonight to start their series with the Chicago White Sox. And finally, in hockey, the Rangers will return to the ice after that devastating overtime loss in Game 1. They'll drop the puck for Game 2 with the Carolina Hurricanes at 8 o'clock tonight. That's your 77 WABC Sports Update. For more sports content, follow 77 WABC Sports on Instagram and Twitter. I'm right. Luke
1: grano. Thanks, Luke. And uh, I guess Justin back on Monday. Uh, it looks like it. Even though it looked like he's having a really great he's time having, in Israel. oh, He's dancing his pants his social off. Social media, them. It's incredible. Man. Oh, we'll hear all about it when he gets back. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Partly sunny skies today are high 74, just a 20% chance of showers. Clouds up overnight, the low 64, still a 20% chance of rain. Some fog burns off early tomorrow morning, a mostly sunny day. The high near 87 tomorrow. Right now, 56 mostly cloudy skies here in the city. And here's Frank Morano with your business report. I'm Frank Morano
0: with your business report. The opening bell rings this morning after stocks closed lower Thursday. As inflation concerns remain, investors continue to worry about the Federal Reserve. Rate hikes to fight rising inflation may cause a recession. At the closing bell, the Dow Jones lost 236 points. The S&P 500 fell by 22 points, and the NASDAQ dropped by 29 points. Rapidly rising mortgage rates and record home prices are cooling the U.S. housing market as April sales dropped for the third straight month and fell to their weakest spot in nearly two years. Existing home sales slipped 2.4% in April from the prior month, the National Association of Realtors said Thursday. Last month, sales fell 5.9% from a year earlier. It's revealed that a national gas station chain is reprogramming Programming its pumps in Washington State to accommodate $10 a gallon fuel. The move by 76 comes as the nation's average gasoline soars to $4.57 a gallon, almost twice the 241 average during Trump's last month in office. The Post Millennial reports that a spokesperson for 76 gas stations confirmed that the national chain has begun reconfiguring its pumps to make room for the possibility of double-digit prices. According to a cybersecurity and surveillance group report, a Microsoft search engine has made it harder in north america to look up people who are politically sensitive for china citizen lab reports that bing's autofill system which offers guesses on what users are searching for after a few keystrokes often fell silent in connection to names the chinese government deems sensitive last year microsoft suspended the autofill feature in china to comply with chinese laws the new report provides evidence that censorship in china could influence search results for users in the U.S. and Canada, I'm Frank Morano. I'll see you Monday morning at 1 a.m. on the other side of midnight.
1: Thanks, Frank. Looking at futures this morning, Dow's up 311 points at 31,513. The S&P's climbed 47 and a half. The Nasdaq up 198 and a half. Gold up a dollar ninety cents an ounce at one thousand eight hundred forty-three dollars ten cents. Crude oil down fifty-six cents a barrel at one hundred eleven dollars sixty-five cents.
0: It's the WABC Early News.
1: Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. The alleged Buffalo shooter in court yesterday was heckled by family members of victims in Saturday's mass shooting, which left 10 dead and three hurt. Eighteen-year-old Peyton Gendron, alleged white supremacist, targeted the top supermarket in a largely black neighborhood He was brought into court in handcuffs, shackled and wearing a bright orange jail scrub suit. He pleaded not guilty and was yelled at by a person in the courtroom. New York law gives a defendant in custody after a felony arrest the right to a hearing unless he is indicted quickly, generally within five days. And on Thursday, Prosecutor Gary Hackbush told Buffalo City Court Chief Judge Craig Hanna that an Erie County grand jury had voted an indictment against the defendant, Peyton Gendron, on Wednesday. Buffalo resident Grady Lewis spoke to Gendron a day before the shooting, and here's what he had to say.
2: That day he asked me, are you going to be here tomorrow? I said, yeah, because he came back here to the same spot where I bought him something to drink and shot people to look like me. It would have shocked me if I was standing there.
1: The exact charges not yet made public. Gendron is held without bail. He was led back to a holding area. He is scheduled to return to court on June 9th to be arraigned on the indictment. The New York City Health Department is investigating a possible case of monkeypox involving a person who's hospitalized at Bellevue Hospital in Manhattan. There are about now 100 cases of monkeypox reported in eight countries. Six Americans are being monitored by the Centers for Disease Control as having suspected cases. Former city health official Dr. Jay Varma on ABC7 spoke about how the virus is transmitted. It's primarily spread by very close contact. It can be spread through the air, but unlike COVID, which can spread over a long range and hang around in the air for a long time, we don't believe that that's true with this virus. The disease is similar to chickenpox and smallpox, but less contagious, according to the CDC. The virus starts out with a fever and a rash. Most people recover in less than a month, but it can be fatal in up to 6% of the people who contract it. Some of the recent spate of cases has been among gay men. There were only two cases of monkeypox recorded in the United States last year. Meanwhile, COVID-19 subvariants are continuing to cause an uptick in hospitalizations in New York State. Hospitalizations in the state are nearing the 3,000 mark. Hospitalizations have increased in the state from 2000 at the start of May to almost 2800 as of May 18th, according to the governor's office. New York City First Deputy Health Commissioner, Dr. Torian Easterling, told NBC New York that he thinks this next wave will end in June.
2: I do think that sending a signal from the city's doctor does move forward towards making, move people towards making the change.
1: The current uptick is a far cry from COVID's peak in April of 2020 when over 19,000 COVID-19 patients were hospitalized. A possible conflict of interest swirling around New York City Mayor Eric Adams as Brooklyn Borough President and a candidate for mayor, Eric Adams promoted an unconventional police tool called Wrap, even demonstrating how it works at a 2018 event at Brooklyn Borough Hall. However, a new report from The New York Times published Wednesday suggested there may have been a conflict of interest in Adams' promotion of the tool after it was revealed that Adams' now chief of staff, Frank Carone, was an investor in this product. During an appearance on New York One, Adams denied having any knowledge that Carone had a stake in Bola Wrap.
0: My responsibility is to find technology to keep people safe. This was a new technology. I was impressed with it. And it was up to these law enforcement officials to determine if they want to use it or not.
1: Adam said Crohn was a private citizen at the time of the 2018 demonstration, but added that he only came across Bola wrap, a tool that can wrap a rope around a suspect's legs in order to restrain them after a terrible incident where someone lost their life. The mayor added that throughout his career, he has always sought out new police technology that can also keep people safe. The NYPD, according to The Times, rejected the device. A biologically male murder suspect who is charged with killing an antiques dealer in New York City is transitioning from male to female while awaiting trial. 26-year-old Alex Ray Scott appeared in Manhattan Supreme Court on Wednesday with a dramatically altered appearance scott's attorney used female pronouns to address the alleged killer scott was originally booked as a male in january 2020 on charges of murder grand larceny and criminal possession of stolen property in connection with the death of 64-year-old kenneth Savinsky after reportedly meeting the victim on a dating app friends of Savinsky told the daily mail after his death that he was well liked and respected stand-up guy i knew him for about 12 years uh, what I said to the other
2: gentleman is very simple. He had a very dynamic love for everyone.
1: Scott has pleaded not guilty to all charges in the case and has now been held without bail for more than two years. City jail records also now list Scott as a female and show that she is being housed at a Rikers Island detention center reserved for female adults and adolescents. A Staten Island sex offender who threatened to kill Democrats, protesters and a Jewish senator after the 2020 election was sentenced to three years behind bars on a gun charge conviction Wednesday. Brian Moriana was barred from owning or possessing a weapon following his sex conviction in Pennsylvania in 2007. Prosecutors say that he made death threats on social media in the months leading up to and continuing after the November 3rd, 2020 presidential election. A neighbor witnessed his arrest back in 2020.
0: It was a wild scene because they had NYPD blocked the street off on both ends. And uh, we
1: still don't know what's going on. A Brooklyn federal judge handed down the sentence after Moriana pleaded guilty in April of 2021 to one count in the case of being a felon in possession of a weapon. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Partly sunny day today are high 74 with a 20 percent chance of showers. Overnight, the low 64, mostly cloudy skies still a lingering chance of a shower or thunderstorm. Fog burns off early tomorrow, then mostly sunny skies with a high of 87 on Saturday. Right now, 56 mostly cloudy skies here in Manhattan. Vangelis, the greece born composer and electronic music pioneer who won an Academy Award for his synthesizer-laden score for the Oscar Best Picture winner, Chariots of Fire, has died. He was 79 years old. Vangelis died Tuesday at a hospital in Paris, according to his assistant, no cause of death revealed just yet. Don't forget to check out our homepage at wabcradio.com to listen to the latest from the 77 WABC Early News. It's the
0: WABC Early News on 77 WABC.